The promise of America is being squandered. How are we going to restore our nation back to a sensible, citizen-centric government? Welcome to Reimagine America with Joyce Cordy. Joyce is a businesswoman, not a politician. And she's here to offer pragmatic, possible, and postpartisan solutions for the 21st century. Now, here's your host for Reimagine America, Joyce Cordy. Welcome to the Reimagine America Radio Hour. I'm a businesswoman, not a politician. I fix problems. I don't make them. But one of the principles of operational efficiency in business is the effective reuse of existing ideas that work rather than reinventing the wheel simply for the sake of reinvention. And I'm a firm believer in reuse. So when Joint Chiefs of Staff General Mark Milley was offered the opportunity to respond to a charge by Florida Republican Congressman Matt Gates accusing the U.S. military of being woke. Whatever woke means these days. Yes, yes, it's that very same Matt Gates of underage sexual parties and partners who is talking down to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. The general put in a few sentences the polled opinion of the majority of Americans. 56% of Americans in numerous polls are concerned about the need to establish an independent January 6th commission. So here's the general speaking eloquently for the majority of curious Americans, courtesy of Politico. It's a perfect example of the value of reuse because I couldn't have said this better. On the issue of critical race theory, et cetera, I'll, I'll obviously have to get much smarter on whatever the theory is. Um, but I do think it's important, actually, uh, for those of us in uniform to be open-minded and be widely read. And the United States Military Academy is a university. Uh, and it is important that we train and we understand uh, and I, I want to understand white rage, and I'm white, and I want to understand it. So what is it that caused thousands of people to assault this building and try to overturn the Constitution of the United States of America? What caused that? I want to find that out. I want to maintain an open mind here, and I do want to analyze it. It's important that we understand that, because our soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, and Guardians, they come from the American people. So it is important that the leaders, now and in the future, do understand it. I've read Mao Zedong, I've read, I've read Karl Marx, I've read Lenin, that doesn't make me a communist. So what is wrong with understanding, having some situational understanding about the country for which we are here to defend? And I personally find it offensive that we are accusing the United States military, our general officers, our commissioned, non-commissioned officers of being, quote, woke or something else because we're studying some theories that are out there. That was started at Harvard Law School years ago, and it proposed that there were laws in the United States, antebellum laws prior to the Civil War, that led to uh, a power differential with African Americans that were three-quarters of a human being when this country was formed. And then we had a civil war and emancipation proclamation to change it. And we brought it up to the Civil Rights Act in 1964. It took another 100 years to change that. So look it, I do want to know. And I respect your service, and you and I are both Green Berets. But I want to know. And it matters to our military and the discipline and cohesion of this military. And I thank you for the opportunity to make a comment on that. Like the general, I want to know what led up to the assault on the Capitol, the citadel of our democracy. 
Who were the participants? How was it organized? What were the logistics that brought all these people together at the right moment? And most importantly, what was the motivation? We need to get to the bottom of what happened so that we can ensure it never happens again. We can learn the lessons of this incident. The more than 2 million members of the United States uniformed military, the men and women who have sworn an oath to defend the Constitution of the United States and the freedom and security of their fellow Americans with their very lives, those people need to know what happened, as do the 19 million living American veterans. As you heard, the general went on to answer Gates's supercilious question, explaining the importance of a commissioned officer corps that is widely and well-read and has had an exposure to a variety of ideas. Our military academies are among the finest universities in the country. Cadets graduate with a baccalaureate degree and they do it in only four years. Do we want a military commanded by people so weak and easily, so weak intellectually and easily swayed that we must protect them from exposure to any ideas outside the established American political thought of the moment? Do we think our future military leaders can't or shouldn't be able to think critically? shouldn't understand the political philosophy of our enemies, especially in moments of high stress when there are tens or hundreds or thousands of lives on the line. Mitch McConnell, you're right. Prosecution of the January 6th participants is important, but it doesn't take the place of the commission Prosecution deals with facts proven beyond a reasonable doubt in individual cases, obscuring the collective view of the whole, the totality of the event. A clear picture of the motivations behind it will still remain opaque, as may the overall organizational structure of the events, any and all conspiracies and sub-conspiracies. A January 6th commission would get at all the facts. It would have subpoena power. It could trace the money, answer the questions about the unseen hands behind the, the known motivators, perhaps begin to turn the corner on the truth of the big lie that has twisted and turned our politics into pretzels every day since it was first told. A fact-based report by an independent group of well-respected Americans has the potential to begin to heal the nation's political wounds and allow our legislators to stop fighting and start working for the good of the whole of the American people. Which brings me to a couple of simple questions for the 44 Republican senators who voted against even debating the establishment of an independent bipartisan commission to study these issues, again, with full subpoena power. What are those questions? 
Number one, hey, 44 GOP senators, what are you afraid of? What is it that you fear the commission's report might reveal? How long has your loyalty to Donald Trump and the big lie clouded your judgment? Do you pledge fealty and full fidelity to the Constitution first and always? Or is that too only situational? Every member of the Senate is in their home district for the next two weeks for their 4th of July holiday. As they attend holiday festivities or work from their local offices, make sure you call right and yeah, if there's a town hall, a parade, a picnic, ask the question. Politely, of course. Politely. No yelling. Mm -mm -mm. You've got to ask your Republican congressional member if their primary loyalty is to the Constitution and their constituents, or is it rather to Donald Trump and the big lie? Why are they so afraid of the truth? The general's remarks direct that there should be a reconsideration in the Senate of the House passed January 6th bipartisan independent commission, which by the way, the Democrats gave in to all the Republican demands. Barring success on the second try to pass the independent commission in the Senate, Nancy Pelosi has a choice to make. She can proceed or not proceed on her threatened bipartisan select committee of the House set up to study that matter and produce a report by the year's end. And if it doesn't get set up soon, well, then there would be no hope of meeting that goal. But Charlie Sykes of The Bulwark suggested, a really good suggestion, suggested that Pelosi should reach across the aisle and ask Adam Kinzinger to chair the House Select Committee granting that committee full subpoena power. There would be fireworks before, during, and after the 4th of July. Thanks for listening to Reimagine America with Joyce Cordy. You can learn more at reimagineamerica.org. Got a comment or an idea for a future show? Email Joyce at reimagineamerica.org or find her on Twitter at Joyce Cordy or at Reimagine Radio. Take a minute now and go to reimagineamerica.org. Join the forum. We'd love to hear your thoughts. If you love the podcast, donate and tell others. You can invite Joyce to speak at your next meeting or conference through reimagineamerica.org. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast at ricochet.com or c-sweetnetwork.com. That's c-sweetnetwork.com. Together, we really can reimagine America. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-sweetradio.com.